Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome, I'm Brett Witterbull. It is Devious Motives, episode number six, the beginning of the week of, uh, what is it? Uh, it's the 10th of October. So we're well inside uh, a month from the uh, midterm elections. That's going to be a huge uh, battle royale. There was a debate that took place this past weekend in North Carolina. It took place on Friday night. Spectrum carried it. I don't know anybody who watched it. I couldn't watch it because I don't get Spectrum uh, where I live. Uh, I was able to uh, dig up a bunch of clips and listen to some of the sound. And I want to start with that. I want to start with a critique generally, so it'll be for both parties, uh, as it relates to the idea of uh, debates. I don't know that debates are necessary any longer. I, I feel like it's an outmoded, outdated uh, sort of a thing that's uh, gone on here now. Uh, I feel like Debates are a relic of the past, unless you're going to get a, a group of citizens asking the questions. We don't need professional moderators getting in there and asking the questions. I, I think a town hall is probably more effective. It's a lot more unpredictable. The job of being a politician is unpredictable. This is not uh, like being a, uh, uh, a teacher who has a lesson plan and you follow the lesson plan each and every day. Uh, this isn't like um, an accountant or a lawyer. You're going to have crises jump up from time to time that are going to have to be handled in, pretty much in real time without panic, without freaking out, uh, all that sort of stuff. And so I think the, the proper place to have the discussions that we have heard from President Biden uh, just in these last couple of days are, 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 are the, the town halls, the meetups with the people uh, out there asking the questions. And of course, you're going to get kooks and wackos who, who want to talk about hollow earth or something like that. And I don't mean to disrespect people who want to talk about hollow earth, but I do think inflation, energy access, uh, I, I do think those sorts of things, uh, the explosion of crime in our country are, are all much, 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 much more relevant uh, than they are. And it is, uh, it, it is the purpose of this program, the, uh, the Devious Motives podcast, uh, to dive into these things and to look at these things and to consider these things and, and do that. So my critique is not necessarily to protect Ted Budd. It's not to protect uh, Sherry Beasley. But I mean, come on, let's be honest. The debates, they, they, they've long ago since kind of run their efficacy. I don't know anybody who watches a debate and changes their mind. With the exception being at the presidential level, maybe the vice presidential level, uh, there, there really isn't much real estate there. I don't even think that they're, that they're, they're particularly helpful for, for governorships. I mean, the governor runs the state. You ask the average person how much they know about the business of their state. They know even less about what's going on in their state than they do with the national picture because so much media is spent, uh, looking at the national picture. I spend a great deal of time on my program, my daily program at WBT in Charlotte, looking at the national picture because it's sort of a, a unifying thing that we all have in common. We're in a we're we're in a cross-border situation here in Charlotte. 
you, you've got South Carolina right there. You got us uh, in North Carolina right here. And then you got, uh, you know, every, everything in between people traveling to and fro. So I don't think there was much to be gained from this debate, uh, except for one thing. And it keeps coming up. And I, I it's it's it is framed as a gotcha question. I don't know what the value of it is, but it is framed as a gotcha question, which is, would you be OK with President Biden coming into campaign for you if you're a Democrat? Uh, would you be okay with with Donald Trump coming into campaign for you if you're a Republican or or a MAGA Republican, right? Which we know is crypto fascist or whatever it was that uh, Joe Biden was yakking about six eight weeks ago. Uh, would you be okay with that? Well, I, I I don't know why you'd run away from either one of them if if Joe Biden's the head of the party and he is the head of the party, and Donald Trump is effectively the head of the Republican Party still. Why would why would you run away from him? If they want to come in and campaign for you, are you going to show up on a stage? Here's the dirty secret. Listen very closely. We already know Joe Biden endorsed you. We already know Donald Trump helped pick you as a candidate, Ted Budd. So it's like, what's the purpose of even hiding it? Oh, you know, I, uh, I can't come into work tomorrow. I uh, got a little stomach uh, ailment here. No, no, we, we were at the Christmas party with you, Joe. Uh, last night, uh, we saw you uh, uh, doing a keg stand with, with eggnog. We we know full well why you're not coming into work, and that's totally fine. We would hate to have you throw up on the chairman's shoes. But the fact is, you're not going to hide anything in, in this current climate. We ought to just be honest about it. We ought to just be honest about it. I would love to see honesty from candidates. I'd love to see if Ted Budd would just stand there and say something like, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was anointed by President Trump and I appreciate his support, but I really want to focus on the things that are going to benefit North Carolina. And then you have Sherry Beasley come in and say, you know, I get it. And we all know what happened in the last election. And I, I don't know that Joe Biden is particularly any kind of help. Uh, you might have better connectivity if you sent Kamala Harris in, although she was spending the weekend, I think, down in Austin, Texas. Was that part of keeping Austin weird? It probably was part of keeping Austin weird. Um, she was down there in in Tejas, my home state. That's where I grew up and uh, was was, you know, giving speeches about don't put people in jail for smoking the weed. And that takes us to topic number two. Don't worry, we will talk about Ukraine, a couple of other things as well. But let's talk uh, about this marijuana initiative, this move that. Biden announced just kind of rando last week. It was just like out of nowhere. It suddenly shows up and it's a thing. Okay. Raise your hand if you're dubious about the idea of people going to the federal penitentiary for smoking some weed. Raise, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Oh, me, I, I, I. You'd be right. I, I can't think of a major case where a person went to the federal penitentiary because they were smoking dope or got convicted at the federal level for smoking dope. So what does that tell you? It tells you, and, and sadly, much of this is going to be lost in the smoke. It's going to be lost in the smoke of the, the pothead lobby. I don't smoke marijuana. Not my thing. I'll have a cold beer, watch a game. I'm not going to put you in federal prison for smoking dope. I lived in California. I just don't like the smell of dope. I, I think it smells disgusting. I don't know if I have an allergy to it or whatever it is. I just, since my 
college days, my high school days when people would be smoking dope. I just, to me, it smells like a dirty diaper. And don't, please don't reach out with, you need to understand why the twisty kush and the Maui wowie sprinkled in with some uh, cassava beans make it really, I, I don't I don't care. If that's your thing, dude, that's your thing. If you like to LARP, if you want to role play, you want to go to Comic-Con, you, you want to go out there and play foosball, great, do what you want to do. But here's the thing. I don't want my liberties, my, my liberties restricted. Uh, I'm, I'm a default, you know, liberty guy. I believe in freedom and liberty. I'm not crazy like the libertarians, but I, I believe fewer people should be in jail. I believe violent people should be in jail. Murderers, terrorists. I believe in all of that. Okay. Lock them up. Guy smoking a, a doobie uh, in his apartment, not bothering anybody on a Saturday night. Do I care? I used to use this analogy when it related to uh, uh, people who were very upset about homosexuals. I'm not a homosexual. I'm a married man. I've got kids. But if you're a homosexual, I mean, that's that's you. Just don't touch kids. Like, that's that's my standard, right? Here's the deal. I want you to think about this. This is going to go for marijuana. This is going to go for homosexuality. This, is, this could even go for abortion. And now, let me be clear here. I, I'm a pro-life guy. Uh, I, I am also a uh, no euthanasia guy. I don't think there should be euthanasia. And I struggle really hard on capital punishment. I struggle really hard because I'm a, I'm a vengeful God guy. I, I like the idea of a vengeful God. But um, if, you, if you go and put everybody to death, uh, I, I could see exceptions. You know, people, Osama bin Laden, Vladimir Putin, if he launched a nuke, the Nazis after World War II that were put on trial. You know, all that kind of stuff. Totally understand it. There are some crimes that are so incredibly heinous that you can't guarantee that these people will, will never knock it out, will never knock it out. Right. So you, 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 you actually have to kind of deal with them that way. But I don't want to digress too much. here. This is an important point I want to make with you. So in, in your neighborhood someplace right now, somebody is eating ridiculous amounts of beef or cantaloupe. Or they got pica and they eat plastic. I mean, I, I don't know what it is. But you're in your house and you're living your life and your kids and your spouse, you guys aren't doing that. So, like, what do you care what's going on in that house three houses down, assuming children aren't being harmed, animals aren't being tortured, the elderly aren't being neglected, all that kind of, like, of what business is it of yours, what people are doing? Like, they, they somebody's probably watching porn. Somebody's probably uh, watching nonstop uh, uh, videos of, of day trading. I mean, I don't know what it is. My point is we have got huge issues that we are facing in our country. And so when it comes to the dope issue, it's not my thing. I kind of make fun of it. Not really any, ever been interested in doing it. Uh, I don't want to see any money go to the Mexican drug cartels. I've seen the damage that's been done in that regard. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a drug guy. I know and I drink beer, but whatever. That's legal. I don't care. Um, this, this stuff, right, that Joe Biden's talking about, again, I hate to be the sticky wicket, but... This belongs in the purview of the states. The Supreme Court struck down the gun regs. The Supreme Court struck down the abortion, uh, Roe versus Wade decision in Dobbs. Uh, the Supreme Court did all those sorts of things. Now the states can pick this up. California is a state so enamored with weed, like I don't even know who's not high over there because they passed some really bad policies uh, out of their government. They, they don't arrest criminals. They, they tell you you got to steal a thousand dollars before you go to the jail. They're a border 
uh, open border state. I mean, they, they have done everything that you can do to make a state turn into a flaming pile of garbage. I can't think of another. New York is close. Illinois is trying to get close. The point is, and this devious motives, is if you're going to decriminalize marijuana, the Congress can do that. States have undertaken those efforts. I don't know what the role the president has in saying he's going to pardon thousands of people that got marijuana convictions because they may go back home to a state where they got a marijuana conviction and get another marijuana conviction. I, I don't know what the rules of the road are. But I'm a believer in freedom and liberty. I'm a believer in those sorts of things. Now, let me take you over to uh, Vlad Putin. It's a big deal. Um, you watched a bridge get blown up during the weekend. It's that uh, bridge uh, out with Crimea. And Vladimir Putin was very upset about that. And he's been invoking the Nazis as a phrase once again, because, gosh, you can't have anything political or, or war related without talking about the Nazis. And. Uh, he thinks everybody's a Nazi in Ukraine. He thinks the Nazis are there. He thinks all this sort of stuff. But he has never once presented any evidence that the Nazis uh, are, are in Ukraine or that there are Nazis controlling Ukraine or any of that sort of stuff. Uh, I, I think it's high time that the United Nations convenes a special council and they say two things. One, um, Sergei Lavrov, we want you to give us evidence of, of this claim that there are Nazis in Ukraine. They can't do that. Number two, uh, we need to meet to amend the Security Council. We need to meet to amend uh, what it is that's moving forward here. The Russians were brought in as the Soviet Union on the Security Council. There is no longer a Soviet Union. It should not have just transferred to Russia. Um, we need to consider sanctions and expulsion for states that are gross human rights violators. And so what do I mean by that? I would put that on the table for the Russians and I would put that on the table for the uh, for the communist Chinese uh, because the, the Chinese are gross human rights violators. The camps uh, with the Uyghurs are readily apparent. The organ harvesting programs, the killing of baby girls for the last 25 years, they are they are clear and present violators of human rights. And I think what we need to do is to see which countries we can replace onto the Security Council, uh, the Russians, and, and of course, the Chinese. I, I would look in the, per, in, the, in, the, uh, in the issue regarding uh, replacing China, I would look at Japan or South Korea. In the case of Russia, uh, I, would, I would probably look at bouncing the Russians out and, and transferring it maybe to Poland, making Poland uh, uh, that, that power. Because... Vladimir Putin is is out there saber rattling. He's been bombing today, uh, which is Monday, the 17th of October. He's been bombing uh, inside of uh, Ukraine. He's targeting civilians on purpose. These are all war crimes. I have yet to recall, with the exception of the assassination that took place in uh, in Russia a couple of months back, I, are we seeing airstrikes and bombing runs and missile strikes into the heart of Russia from the allied forces or the Ukrainians? Maybe I missed it. Please fill me in if I have. But the point of all of this is this. Um, the rhetoric at this stage of the campaign is interesting, but I don't believe it's productive. I don't believe we're getting the best out of our candidates 
for Congress and Senate, governor, lieutenant governor, any of those positions, because we're not talking about the real issues. And really, there are five of them. There are five of them. The border, fentanyl, energy, inflation, and opportunity to be a part of the American economy, meaning regulation, taxation, inflation, economic growth, energy, border security, and the scourge of drugs. Those are the issues that ought to be talked about. If people are not talking about that, in my humble opinion, I think they're doing you a grave and serious disservice. Be because uh, all I have to do is pull up AB5 out of California, which is also a bill that is moving inside the United States Congress and Senate. And that bill uh, is called the PRO Act. And the PRO Act, as well as AB5 in California, is a, is a bill and a law. AB5 is a law in California. The PRO Act is under consideration. And they are looking to make a move to unionize as many human beings in the United States of America as possible, which, okay, you can vote, decide you want to be in a union, fine, whatever. But it's essentially, it's essentially a, a ploy to stop you, you, and I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, whatever, to stop you from working for yourself, blogging, uh, teaching over Zoom, um, uh, creating music as a musician or a, a person that writes lyrics, a person that works for uh, different journalist outlets, right? You want, to, you want to write stories about California. You want to write stories about New York. You want to write stories about different sports teams. In California, you have been put under Gavin Newsom's spiked boot heel um, and, and been told you can't do that because of Lorena Gonzalez, who is a, I, I think, I mean, she's probably to the left of Marx, I think, uh, out of San Diego, who was responsible for the destruction of livelihoods and everything else. Uh, AB5 is what it's called in California. The PRO Act is at the federal level, and that is on the verge of passing at the federal level. My hope is it becomes a one-way ticket to the Supreme Court where it gets struck down, but we'll wait and see. It does to me feel like it's an, uh, a Tenth Amendment uh, violation. States have these powers reserved to them, and we'll have to see how this fight goes. But just to tie a, a, a bow on all this conversation, it's important to understand that your freedom and liberties should not be negotiable, okay? Not negotiable. You should pursue your freedoms, you should pursue your liberties, and you should affirm the best life you can for you. Do not surrender to the mob. Do not go quietly. Defend, defend, defend liberty. Again, I said this last week, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. You have a right to energy and safe streets. You have a right to keep more of your money. You have a right to get rid of inflation. You have a right to start a business and pursue your dreams. You have a right to be left the you-know-what alone, folks. It's that simple. It's that simple. I am Brett Witterbull. This is Devious Motives Season 3, a look at the 2022 election coming up. I'll talk to you next time.